Welcome everybody to yet again another episode of the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where I split a six pack of beer and talk about three different topics each over the course of one of them. I'm Nick Wagella, and I'm here, as promised of last week, with Jordan Lang again. Jordan, what's, what's going on? What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you come to us a year older this time, I believe, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just rolled past the birthday on Monday. Happy birthday, man. Thanks, man. Happy uh, birthday. <laughs> you, how old are you now? 26? Yeah, 26. I joined uh, the club. You've reached my level. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I'm um, glad you can make it on again. Got a lot to talk about today um, and a lot to drink today. Yes. Um, what are we drinking? Uh, today, uh, you picked this one out. It's uh, Shipyard's Little Horror of Hops. Yes, in honor of Halloween coming up in just a few weeks. Yeah, it is the season. Let's open it up. They, they really fucked up with this name, though. Yeah, little hops of horror would be way better. I know. A little horror of hops. I think the other one was taken or something. I don't know. <laughs> Copyright issues. Right. I was picking between this and an Oktoberfest beer, but I was feeling happy. Cheers. Cheers. Let's see if we can reach this. There we go. Clang, clang. What do you think? Pretty good, right? Just like a standard IPA, like I, I'm really bad at tasting, like you guys all know. But well, if uh, you were to give a review, it tastes just like a two hearted. Tastes almost exactly <laughs> like a two hearted, except for it's only five point nine percent alcohol this time. Oh, what the fuck! It is Indian Pale Ale. Um, I don't think we've had a shipyard yet, uh, in the on the podcast. No, this uh, this probably is the first. I've never had shipyard ever. There's this really cool uh, liquor store I go to buy, like all the split six beers. It's got like oh. It's gonna take me so. It's gonna take me a couple years to try them all, uh, once a week for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how was your weekend? I don't think I didn't see you at all. What did I do this weekend? Um. I know you got big plans this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'll be out of town this weekend. Uh, I, dude, I honestly, every time someone asks me what I did this weekend, <laughs> it takes me such a long time to remember. My memory's so shit. Oh yeah. Um. Saturday. Did I do anything Saturday? Well, it doesn't uh, sound like you had that fun of a weekend. <laughs> uh, my sister got a new dog. Uh, so we oh, I saw a, a picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, little Milo. German Shepherd Husky Mix. Nice. Adorable dog. Great temperament. Don't ever get a dog, everybody. They're terrible. Um, They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, she threw a puppy party brunch on Sunday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then after that... Did all the dogs to- get wasted? No, but I did. <laughs> nice. I passed out on the grass and just like laid with my dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a pretty uh, slow weekend. Just had people over on Friday. Got pretty wasted though. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, did nothing on Saturday because of Friday. And Sunday, all I did was watch my lions and do nothing. Yeah. But yeah. All right, guys. Well, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get into this first topic in just a second, uh, which, of course, is sports followed by entertainment followed by politics. Let's dive in. Beer number one, sports. Thank you, Melissa. Um, we had an exciting day in uh, the sports world again. Uh, I don't want to talk about like political sports like we did last week because... Uh, <laughs> Pretty much, players are still kneeling. President's still tweeting about it. Blah blah blah. But yeah, distraction's over, so it's <laughs> old news now. Right. The yeah. Martha Ford asked the Lions players to 
stand and promised monetary donations to their causes if they do i think which is i don't i don't know how to feel about that some of the lions players still kneeled during their game against minnesota this week but uh a game which they won by the way uh 14 to 7 uh pretty not that exciting of a game but Mm, yeah (laughs) i watched uh, actually watched it this week oh good you're taking the podcast seriously i can see Hey, it was on during the brunch. I had to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a big defensive struggle the whole time. Uh, Stafford did not throw a touchdown. Uh, I don't think there was a touchdown thrown in the game, just two rushing touchdowns and a couple field goals by us. But win's a win. Lions are 3-0. and Yeah, every time they win, there's these things in the, the NFL called power rankings, like a bunch of different like pro football focus and like ESPN – whatnot they all put them out and it seems like every time the lions win they go down in the power rankings they like drop from eight to nine in one of them and it's like what the fuck is going on wait how, how does that work out i don't know uh, they're just it's stupid because we've we should be four and oh because we should have beat atlanta last week um but bullshit yeah bunch of bullshit nfl I and mean, i really think that that's probably gonna screw us over but we'll see um but yeah they they do it based on like what kind of a team you beat and how you beat them if we, if you were supposed to or not beat them and we've been underdogs in every single game we've played but yet we keep going down in some not all of the uh uh power rankings which is silly cuz we should pro- we, we should probably be up there in at least I don't know I think we're like at least the fifth best team right now with how we're playing in the the whole league in the whole league yeah oh nice the Kansas City Chiefs are undefeated. They won. Um, but everyone else, the best they are is 3-1, and one, which is what we are. So, come on. Come on, Lee. Give us some credit. I know we're the Lions, but we, we're on a path to yeah. we're the maybe Lions. win this division. The fact division. that we're winning games at all, if you told like <laughs> any of us like five years ago that we would be 3-1 and one and be upset about that. Right. That we're not 4-0. and oh, Exactly. Not, yeah, that we would call bullshit on that. You know our slogan, we're the Lions, <laughs> not the Browns. We, so we expect some stuff. <laughs> we hold some very, very sad records. Mm-hmm. Oh, the saddest of records. But, you know, whatever. We are where we are. We got a big game against the Carolina Panthers this week. They are also 3-1. and one. They just beat the Patriots, but the Patriots look pretty pitiful on defense right now. They're the worst in the league, which is surprising. Which, hey, I wonder if there's anything to do with us taking away Bob Quinn from the Patriots, who is our general manager now, who was worked with the Patriots scouting or something. So maybe they can't find defensive players anymore, and they're all coming to our team. I don't know. I'm just saying. We took them, now their defense sucks, and our defense is the second best in the league. I don't know. But um, big game against Panthers at Ford Field, so we are home. We are favored for the first time this year, I think by like one point or three points. I don't know. But I don't know. I I, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win convincingly, but I always think we're going to (laughs) win. Well, so far you're three three out of four. Right, and we should – we were like we're like three point nine five out of four. We should have won that last one, or the one two two weeks ago. But you know the Panthers are also three and one, but they haven't looked very good on offense. But they do have a really good defense. But so do we. Yeah. So let's smash! Come on. <laughs> um, it's also Michigan uh, versus Michigan State weekend up here uh, oh. in Michigan. Oh shit! It is. Yeah, they are playing at, at Ann Arbor, but they they switch it to a night game. 
It should be pretty wild down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think tailgating starts at noon. <laughs> People are going to die. <laughs> right. Don't take your kids to this game. Uh, it won't be pretty. <laughs> yeah. Especially if Michigan State somehow wins because oh, Michigan's 4-0, and State's 3-1. and um, State's better than people thought they would be, and Michigan's not as good as everyone thought they would be. So Yeah, and Michigan fans are kind of kind of a bit of assholes when they yeah, lose yeah exactly yep <laughs> yeah they're not the, the best bunch which way do you roll i don't fucking care no <laughs> I, like college sports it's fun it's fun to watch yeah but taking it too seriously it just doesn't make too much sense to me i mean you're just taking like they're good players they're good players right. but like what like the best players from there they go to the professionals and you're essentially just watching like the minor leagues and getting like really into that right i always thought it was a little silly but i i definitely see like you know you have like pride you have your teams Mm -hmm. you know it's like the tribes you associate with right if you went to those schools especially i can imagine it being absolutely like amazing but a lot of these michigan fans didn't go to michigan a lot of state fans which i i think just last year i decided my allegiance is with state because I don't know why I just like them better. Maybe it's because I've been to more parties up there. Maybe it's because I have some family members that went there. I don't know, but I don't really like Michigan and I kind of dig Michigan state. Yeah. <laughs> but you no, know, I didn't go to college there. I don't really care. It's not like oh, I care about the lions, but you know, um, go state in this one. I think Michigan's probably going to win. Uh, yeah. they should win. They have a much better team. Um, but it's rivalry week and anything can happen. This is probably the. Uh... Oh no! I just remember what I did last weekend. Oh, I went up to state. <laughs> uh, what'd you do up there? I tailgated. <laughs> probably why I don't remember it. <laughs> Michigan State won that game. Yeah, like, they did. It was crazy against Iowa, who just Iowa was just coming off like a crushing loss the week before, where they lost in the very last play of the game. But, uh, yeah, did you go to the game or just tailgate? No, I just tailgated. <laughs> I've never been to a college football game. Uh, I've been to a Michigan game a couple times. What's the big house like? Is it big? It's very big. <laughs> uh, they're very coordinated with their waves. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. kind of lame. I don't like that. You don't like the wave? I don't care about the wave. Oh, man. I don't like it well, at then... the Lions game. I think it's uh, distasteful at the Lions game. What's... We're professionals. Okay, then what is the crowd to do? I scream. Mean, oh, just scream. Scream and be quiet. That's what you do at sports games for over football. I mean, I can get down with the wave at like a baseball game because what else are you going to do? Sit there and watch people play catch? Look at the birds. So. Yeah. <laughs> like talk and bake in the sun. I, I mean, essentially, baseball is just a place where you overpay to get drunk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what all sports t- stadiums should do? I think the Atlanta Falcons, they have a new stadium that opened up this year, like Mercedes-Benz Arena in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But they have, like, special pricing for their food and oh, drinks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw that, and mm-hmm. I commend them wholeheartedly. That is a great idea. Food should not be that overpriced. Right. I, I mean, you can still make money, and people can still be fed and have a good time. Yeah, people are just going to – they're probably going to spend maybe a little bit less money, but you're going to get people – coming and the average fan is going to start being more engaged because they can come and they can bring their family then you know they can have like something to eat and not spend like if you have a family of four and you're like trying to get food at a game you're probably spending like 50 bucks you're gonna drop right and then then with tickets being like 75 at the minimum pretty much each that's like a 
could be up to like a $500 night, which is not that affordable uh, no. for a family. But if the, if the drinks and uh, like stupid hot dog shit is cheaper, then you know, that's going to help. And if beer is yeah. cheaper, that's going to help too. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the beer pricing. I mean, you go to any show, it's going to be like mm-hmm. that price anyways. But like you go to a Tigers game, you go to like how many Little Caesars booths are there? Like, right. Little Caesars, $5 hot rates. I worked at Little Caesars for five years of my life. I know the price of the cost of a hot and ready you know what plot uh spoiler it costs about less than three dollars to make one of those yeah i figured <laughs> yeah i don't know what the cost is now i don't know if they changed up the the recipe any anyways but right i mean it does not cost like the twelve dollars for like a like a round pepperoni pizza that they sell there I, know, I, I mean crazy. they it's can crazy. make they can make a solid profit and more people would be getting more food mm-hmm. i mean the only thing I can think against is that more people are getting food, more trash there is to deal with. But damn, but I don't think they give a shit about that. <laughs> whatever, whatever gets them the most money. And but I think it's they think that they're not going to make as much money if they charge less. But they'll probably will make just as much money because you sell more. So you know what I mean? It's like you. you we'll see uh, how it plays out. Yeah, I hope it's successful. Yeah, let's bring that around the league. That'd be cool. You know, I, what I always thought was weird about college sports, and I don't know if every stadium's like this, but I know they don't sell alcohol at their stadiums, right? Um, I don't, I don't know. You went to the big house, or were you younger then? I think I was. The last one I went to was like six years ago, maybe okay. more. Like, so you would not have been old enough then. No, I was. I was under twenty-one. I remember uh, having to get drunk beforehand. <laughs> I can't imagine going to a game. And not being able to get like at least one beer. I mean, I don't need to get drunk, but come on, give me a beer. I'm watching football. I need to start screaming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the point of football games. <laughs> Maybe you might get drunk enough to do the wave. <laughs> well, yeah, I almost got kicked out of a Lions game once for getting too drunk from screaming at a. <laughs> or actually, I was screaming at a Lions fan. So I was swearing. I guess. I think started... every event I've gone to with you, you've, <laughs> you've been too drunk. It's a common occurrence in my life. <laughs> I don't know if you ever got close to being thrown out, but... <laughs> no, I just had some security. Well, one time, me and uh, my brother Mitchell, were <laughs> we were at the Lions game, and they were playing Dallas, and there was these Dallas fans behind us making fun of us the whole time. But the lady, there was a lady that was like kind of making fun of us. She was on crutches. Mm-hmm. So me and Mitchell just stood up the entire time so she couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> and then security comes down to try to talk to us about we said, are we, do we have to sit down? Are we going to get kicked out if we don't? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> but eventually we sat down. <laughs> Wait, so how did the security know that you were standing? They called on us or something. You can like, there's a number you can text on at Ford Field. Like oh. something, something's happening. Like she was yelling at you to sit down. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> that's that's like the perfect revenge. Right. Well, yeah, she was being an asshole Cowboys fan. We don't want those there at Ford Field. Come on, it's no, the Lions. Then no, no, get the fuck out of here. You're on crutches. <laughs> Us fuck Lannisters, off. we're get gonna pay our here. debts. <laughs> yeah, you got legs. You're better. Mm-hmm. Well, um, hey, here's some quick baseball news for you guys. Uh, the Yankees win last night against the Twins to advance in the MLB playoffs, which is weird because there's the, the wild card game. The MLB is just one game when the rest of their series is like best of seven, but like the first playoff game is just basketball like, used to be like that too. Just one game. Didn't it? Thought, oh, oh, you said one game. Yeah. It's oh. like best. It's just one game. Winner, no, no, go yeah. home. Basketball. Okay. You start with like three and or best out of five, right? Yeah. It was best out of five until like uh 2000. Right. They probably should do that. That was just basketball. for first round. 
Because that makes sense. Because the first round is so boring for basketball with just the top heavy teams are going to win anyway. Yeah, you usually, should probably just start it off with sweep. Right, you should just start off the basketball season with uh, the Cleveland Warriors, or the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers playing the Warriors just for eighty-two games and best of eighty-two wins. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one else is gonna win. I mean, there's, Thunder. There's two other teams this year. Yeah, the Thunder or maybe the Celtics. We'll see. But didn't the Celtics drop uh, Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, but they traded for Ky- they traded Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving. Okay, so Thomas is on the Cavs then. Yeah, and then Irving is on Celtics, which just makes them a little bit more even because Irving's better than Thomas. But I, I just want Thomas to go to the Pistons. That, okay, <laughs> that would be some shit. I guess I mean, he's a free agent next year. It's not out of the realm of possibilities, but it's probably out of the realm of possibilities. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> pretty sure. He kind of actually. Well, his name is Isaiah Thomas. Wouldn't that be legendary? Yeah, I mean, do you know how he got his name? I know he was named after Isaiah Thomas, right? Uh, well, his dad was an L.A. Lakers fan. Okay. And there was uh, a bet uh-huh. between him and his buddy that if the Pistons beat the Lakers, that he would name his son Isaiah after Isaiah Thomas because his last name was Thomas. Oh. And, you know, they just, that kid that loved basketball, got good at it. Yeah. <laughs> joined the NBA with that name. And he does not have the size for basketball, but he is just naturally good. That's yeah. why he'll never be like, the best point guard in the league but he'll be he'll be someone the pistons could yeah use. that's depressing a little bit that you know? your height can hold you back a little bit but right i mean it can also advance you, you. That, like that's, that's why yao it. ming was good <laughs> um, yeah yao ming is another story that, that that dude was bred by the government to be oh, the yeah. tallest person <laughs> you not know about that no is that true <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah china like i don't know if they like they it wasn't like from my knowledge, I didn't hear that it was like super force, but they pretty much like gave incentive for the tallest man and the tallest woman in China to get married and procreate. And okay. they had one kid, and that kid was Yao Ming. Oh, they just trained him for basketball. He was bred. He was like literally they bre- <laughs> like dog breeding. They took the two tallest people oh in the gosh. country. <laughs> they banged and had Yao Ming. Well. Uh, that's how you do it. Um, if you're tall, find another tall person and make a, make a Yao Ming. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what. Going back to Isaiah Thomas, like let's lay out this conspiracy theory about bringing him to the Pistons next year. Because we did we did trade with the Celtics last year. We traded Marcus Morris for Avery Bradley, mm-hmm. who was the Celtics like besides Isaiah Thomas, probably their best player. So now we got Avery Bradley at the Pistons. We can sign him long term, um, maybe if he chooses to sign here. Who's Avery Bradley? What position? He's a shooting guard. Okay, uh, like just a good shooter, good defender. Because um, we lost Contavious Caldwell Pope, coolest name in basketball. We lost him to the Lakers this year, but Avery Bradley's a little bit better than him. And then we can get rid of Reggie Jackson, bring over. Isaiah Thomas, because he knows Avery Bradley, because his name is Isaiah Thomas, and he is destined to bring the Pistons back to the glory land again. And that is how... That would be some shit. That would be some <laughs> shit. And maybe, and maybe he'll do it because, I mean, the Pistons aren't the greatest team, but they do if Eddie Drummond can figure out how to shoot some fucking free, free throws. Dude, fucking granny shoot it, man. <laughs> I know. It's... How frustrating <laughs> is it that people don't granny shot? I know it's terrible because it's been like proven to be the best way to do it. Not by even like a little bit. It's like a thirty percent 
like increase in accuracy. Right. Yeah. There's like this one NBA player. I forget his name, but he always he always did, and he has the like record. Oh, you're talking about back in the day. Yeah. Uh, you're thinking of. Uh, find this. Yeah, just Google it because I'm not going to bother guessing. But this guy. Uh, there was a whole radio lab on this, wasn't there? Yeah, that's that's why I know about it. <laughs> this guy Podcast fans was, over here. Uh, like a complete asshole, too. Like he, the only Rick, Rick Barry. Yeah, that's him. Uh, yeah, so he like the reason why he did the granny shots because he knew he was more accurate with it. Mm. He knew the statistics behind it. But here's the thing about him that made him interesting. He like literally. Did not give a shit what anyone thought about him. Yeah, he him. was an asshole. He did not give <laughs> a single fuck. And it's admirable in a way. But honestly, it's probably like some sort of mental blockage. <laughs> like right. some sort of disorder where he just did not give a single fuck. Like he had his memoirs released. They mentioned this in that uh, the Radio Lab podcast. Uh-huh. That he like just gave a piece of paper to his closest family members. His mom, his wife, his sisters, whatever. And they just had a, a chance to write whatever they thought about him in his memoirs. And what he did, he didn't even read it. He just published it. Oh, yeah. He just published it straight up. And, like, his family was brutally honest. He didn't do any revisions or edits. He's like, well, that's what they thought of me. That's what I'm going to put in there. And, you know, like, that's like I said, it's admirable in some way. But, you know, it's right. a little weird. <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, I'm it, – it's – it's really crazy to me how more NBA players don't do that because it's proven to be more accurate. The only reason they don't is because they think it looks embarrassing. And that's just come on, come on, Andre Drummond. Think about the um, uh, think about me. This reminds me fan. of like the Olympics. You ever hear of like what's it? You know, how, okay, the in the the high jump in the Olympics. Uh huh. You know how they like jump up and they put their back over it and they like fall over the right. bar. That's like called the like Freudian flop or something. Oh, okay. If you want to Google it, I, I don't think Freudian's the right name, but it begins with an F because it's some like fuck who knows flop. But it looks silly and ridiculous. But the guy who first did that, who it's named after, he did it in like the sixties or something. He it calls the the Fosbury flop. Fosbury, that sounds right. But he completely changed the entire sport of the high jump. And he was doing it just by doing a new technique that looked a little silly. But everyone adapted to it because it was inarguably better. Yeah, it sounds like this guy, Dick Fosbury, uh, brought brought it to the world's attention. And it is a dominant style that remains today. With 1968, December Olympics. Well, yeah, you gotta do what works. I mean, that's that's what uh, that's how it, innovations happen by doing something that's better, regardless of how silly it looks. Andre Drummond, you know, if you want to shoot your free throws the way you're shooting them and make a record-setting low percentage of them, then you're not gonna be good. <laughs> we lived through the Ben Wallace era. It was rough, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was rough. We won a championship out of it, but we could have got two. We should have had two if. Oh boy. That, I remember watching that last series against the Spurs where we lost. Pretty crushing. But we at least got one. Yeah. Um, and we had the second best record, now third best record. I've seen two of my sports teams win a championship, and they're both playing the same arena now. So, you know, I'm fine with that. I, I don't care if the Tigers win one or not, whatever. Um, but 
Give me a Lions championship. That's what I want. The world would probably lose its shit if the Lions. That's why I, I, I think know they're the football's like... not big anywhere else other than the, the states. Mm-hmm. But if the Lions win the Super Bowl, right? If they get to the Super Bowl, <laughs> that would be like. The most probably one of the most legendary sports stories of all time, if not the most. Right, I guarantee you, if we get to the Super Bowl, like nuclear war happens instantly, and we just never get to see it. Oh my god! That's what's gonna happen. It's <laughs> that gonna is what so, that so is gonna happen. Fucking annoying. Oh, man, you fucking jinx it, <laughs> Nick. I'm I'm fucking coming for you if that happens. Hey, well, Brian Nyson, one of the original creators of this podcast, has called Matthew Stafford, the Lions' quarterback, to be the MVP this year after correctly calling the MVP last year of Matt Ryan. So. He's off to a good start. He's definitely a candidate. So, yeah, yeah. that means expect, expect nuclear war sometime in February. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, nuclear winner. Uh, other thing that's going on right now is behind us, we're watching a baseball game. Well, we're not watching. It's just on. Yeah. But it's uh, the Rockies against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, they're playing their playoff game. I think... Uh, I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks because they have one of the Tigers players that they traded for. And all my brothers live in Phoenix, so, you know. I'm both your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have an older one, too. You do? Oh, you don't know about you don't know about the legendary Jeff Wagella, do you? What? I don't know about a Jeff Wagella. <laughs> I have an, well, he's a half-brother, but he's older. He's my, my dad's oldest son. Oh, dude, I've never met years, him. 10 years older than me. Uh, yeah, he's lived in Phoenix since, like, 10 years ago. And it's just a coincidence that Dylan got a job teaching over there? Well, Phoenix is desperate for teachers, so they, they're the first people that hired Dylan like pretty much instantly. Yeah, but coincidentally, it was the first place that offered for him. Right. He got, okay. Dylan, I believe he got other offers, but because he knew Jeff down there, he, you know, it helped his choice. Okay. And, you know, the Mitchell followed, of course, and I'm left behind, but whatever. Hey, man, Michigan's <laughs> the best state in the country. Michigan so. will be the best state. Once we get pot legalized. Get pot legalized once uh, the South gets a little hotter because of global warming. Uh, once like a devastating earthquake happens and more hurricanes, we're the safest place. Come on. Come to Michigan. Pure Michigan. We no have- natural disasters and no sharks. Yeah. I mean, like every every single like report, what would be the best state to live in in like 50 years and when we're living in like apocalypse when it's like mm-hmm. 120 degree like days. Right. Uh, Michigan's always the best. Top ranked one. We got the most fresh water. Uh, we yeah, you eat. can't fuck with Michigan. If we were our own nation, we'd be rich as fuck. We could. Yeah. With every state declared war, Michigan mm-hmm. would be the best one. Yeah, correct. I agree. We have the most resources. I mean, we got... The whole Midwest would be pretty good. I mean, I think... We, they, got, they, we got, got everything down pat, pretty much. Right. Wisconsin, they got half of a lake. You know, Minnesota's the land of the lake. Yeah, lakes. which what what's the name of that lake they have half of? Lake fucking Michigan. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so this definitely has to deal with sports. Oh, that would be the one thing we struggle in is our sports. Well, no, we have the Red Wings. Red Wings. Well, the Red Wings actually are garbage right now. And the Red Wings be... are t- a total trash. Oh God, this. Oh, the Red Wings season starts tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> first game. Um, don't I don't remember who they play i think it's like the wild or something but first game is lcaa or not just lca just lca tomorrow um the dojo <laughs> the dojo uh and yeah it's exciting the red wing season probably is going to be pretty dreadful um that best they're an eighth seed in the playoffs that will get swept in the first round 
Um, but yeah, I we have an <laughs> revive the street, <laughs> right? We have an owner that's unwilling to uh, not owner, but a general manager that's unwilling to just you know tank to get better because that's kind of what you got to do in all sports these days is be the worst so you can become the best, which is what the Tigers are doing. You see, the Tigers got the first pick in the draft. No, <laughs> I yeah. don't follow baseball at all. I don't. Well, I listen to sports talk radio all the time. It's the only reason I know. But they, at least they passed. Like over the last month, they passed seven teams, or like did worse than seven teams that were below them, and ended up with the first pick in the draft. They went like eleven and thirty-four or something, mm-hmm. which is really bad. <laughs> but we got a first pick, and if we pick someone like it's game changing, that could really help them in their rebuild because the Tigers are also complete trash right now. As they did just go 11 and 34 in their last, what is that, 45 games? That's trash. That's trash. Red Wings are trash. Pistons are really close to being trash, but they're going to get Isaiah Thomas, so they're going to they're gonna be pretty good next year, we Fingers think. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Lions are going oh to the Super God, Bowl. The, the Lions are our best team. The Lions are our best team. Oh, my God. <laughs> what fucking world do we live in? Donald Trump is our president. <laughs> North Korea is <laughs> a nuclear war, like imminent threat. And then <laughs> Lions are destined to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh God! The fuck, yeah, dude. Patriots are garbage right now. <laughs> Any evidence that we're in a simulation is 2017, right? Yeah. Before it was 2016, but 2017 has topped it. Every year is just going, getting better and better. They're just fucking jumping the shark, man. The, the season's getting canceled. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> or sure. The series is getting canceled. 2018 is, is definitely series. getting canceled. <laughs> 2018 is like the last stitch hope. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine it getting any more crazier than this. But we'll see. We'll I, see. I've been proven wrong. I've been proven wrong many <laughs> times before. Uh, we need a little boring season to come around, like just to take a break. Let's do some character development. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with the crazy action sequences. Oh boy. Oh, well, um, I, before we move on, I do want to describe this bottle a little bit. Um, we did a little bit. Did you? I don't remember. What did you say about it? Uh, I just said it looked scary. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's not very descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's it's kind of like a Hydra of hops, I guess. You know Hydra from, like, Hercules, mm-hmm. like the thing with a bunch of heads. Is it supposed to look like the little Shop of Horrors thing? Uh oh shit! You know what? You're you're just spot on with that. <laughs> I've not I've never seen the play. I've never seen. I thought it was a movie. I'm pretty sure they made a movie, but it's a Broadway play. Oh okay. I've seen. Yeah, parts it's got of it's got bloody teeth. It's got fangs all over them. It's like hops that are. Yeah, they're hops that look like the little shop of horrors plant that the barber like feeds his patients to. Right. Little, little horror of hops. Little terrible name there, beer. Come on. Episode 29, what the hell? We need a better beard than this. Well, um, I can't really think of anything else to talk about with sports. Uh, there's a big game on tomorrow for the NFL. The Patriots are playing the Buccaneers Thursday night football. Um, it's weird seeing the Patriots' defense be historically bad. Uh, Bucks could expose them. But Patriots always, always find a way to persevere. I think their worst record since I've been watching football was 11-4. and four. And they missed the playoffs, but they went eleven and four. And the Lions, like, have done that once since I've been watching football. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots' worst record is the Lions' best. Right. <laughs> All right, but we are gonna have to move on, I believe. Beer number two.
topic that we're going to spend most of entertainment talking about just want to give a quick shout out to tom petty uh one of rock and roll's uh legends died at 66 years old of cardiac arrest um in in midst of a like terrible terrible day with everything that happened in las vegas and then you find out tom petty died too and yeah this has been a tough year for rock and roll Uh, the first year of like that i remember really were people like I I know in music are starting to die, like Chris Cornell and Chester mm. Bennington. Yeah. That, that's well those two are connected technically. Mm-hmm. And that that was rough. That's right. really that's really tragic. Especially since with suicide and like you always feel like you could yeah. have done something different. Yeah, and Chris Cornell was in Detroit. Like it's just crazy. But Tom Petty he didn't kill himself, just probably smoked too many cigarettes in his life or something yeah. i was just reading an article that he was trying to quit cigarettes it was down to less than a pack a day but sometimes uh that old cardiac arrest will just come and get you but uh i'm petty uh i was not the biggest fan but um uh, my dad and my brothers were pretty big fans of his um and i recognize his talent uh really good he sounded I don't know. The closest thing I've ever heard to Bob Dylan was probably Tom Petty, but just a little, a little bit more yeah. structured and not as like random as Bob Dylan was. But yeah, I mean it's tragic. I mean he was an icon. I mean I wasn't. And he was only sixty six. Yeah. Oh, I just spilt some of my beer, guys. <laughs> Messy baby. Um. Yeah, but anyways, get that phone. I'm gonna go grab a towel and jordan's going to talk to you about our main topic for a second all right well taking over all right so our main topic this week is going to be about rick and morty the season finale i have a lot of strong opinions about that uh that finale and they're not very good Uh-oh. for uh the most part um the episode was... Wait, wait, wait. What is Rick and Morty for our listeners that don't Oh, okay. Know? Well, might as well do a run-through. So Rick and Morty is this uh, adult-themed sci-fi cartoon. Uh, it's about... It's a, a kind of based off of a parody of Back to the Future. Uh, the creators are Justin Rowland and Dan Harmon. Uh, they... <clears throat> They, uh, they kind of just take these really far out sci-fi concepts and put this this grandpa and his grandson through these wacky adventures. But they, they do it in a very intelligent yet stupid way. It's the smartest dumb show yeah. or the dumbest smart show. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, it, but it's hilarious. It's probably the best animated show I've seen in the past decade. They have a very sure. deep backstory plot on certain, th- or not black backstory, but just like in it, like a lot of this backstory is very consistent. All the callbacks they do, and they're all super subtle, but it's brilliant, mm-hmm. and it definitely makes you really appreciate the show. Right? Did you ever actually? Uh, Do you ever see the kind of like the pilot pitch for this? No, no. Um, okay, so back in like. Shit, I don't, I don't know you, Eric. Like this. Well, this is only but... season three. Yeah. Okay. So this was. Um... I know they took like a year off at one point, right? No, no. This was before the show got greenlit. Oh, okay. So, like five years ago. 
It might have been more. Okay, what you want to do after this podcast is we should watch Rick and Marty. Uh, is that the is that the original? Or no, no, it was Doc and Marty. Oh, okay. Yeah, not Morty, Marty. M e h t y. Wow, it's imagine so how... it's like uh, Doc and like Marty from Back to the Future. Oh, very more clear like inspiration of Back to the Future. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, anyways, it's still pretty much Rick, and it's pretty much Morty, and then. Uh, Rick or Doc in this is is like uh, trying to go on a time machine and telling Marty that they need to do they go back in time let's go on an adventure and then they get like stuck somewhere and every every time they get into some jam or some obstacle they have to overcome uh, he always tells Marty that the only way to resolve it is by sucking his dick. <laughs> And that, like, he, it just, it really gets out there. It's a little disturbing. <laughs> but this is what they pitched to Adult Swim, and Adult Swim was like, all right, we'll fucking greenlit this shit. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have shows like Metalocalypse, Squidbillies, and who knows what else they yeah, have on there nowadays. There. We could probably yeah. get a show greenlit if we wanted to. <laughs> yeah, as long as you have Flash or anything that can animate, yeah, sure, we'll put it on TV. Yeah. These people watch anything. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of like the the backstory of Rick and Morty. Uh, they just aired season three's finale, which was highly anticipated because they have a bit of a longer gap in between their seasons than most shows would, and they're only uh, ten episodes too for thirty minutes, and they spend a lot of time with the writing. That's why they're so intricate with like what's going on in the background and like these small little like subplots that right. fans have to watch over and analyze yeah, I was, again. I was, I was uh, reading an article about it today and like it was about one of the creators or the people that voice over it or whatnot or the writers. And they said like a lot of it, they don't even love like a lot of the Easter eggs. They don't even realize until they watch it a few times because you know, they have such like the animators are different and they just put a bunch of stuff in like, Oh, like just like artwork. little callbacks here and right. there. Like, I think one of the examples was Jerry's robe this season. Oh, yeah. It, it said um, it had some Chinese letters on it. Right. And it said weakness. Yeah. It was just weak. It's just Chinese oh, it just symbol weak. for weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is like, you know, really clever and something no one's going to know. Yeah. And Jerry's uh, Rick, the main character, is his son-in-law. Yes. Who Rick spoiler despises. alert from this point forward, just so you guys know. Well, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> that's that's main plot. There's a character named Jerry, and we don't really even want you guys to look up much. Oh more God, about spoilers! It. Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no spoiling the show whatsoever. I mean, there's no like main plot that you follow. It's a sitcom yeah. format, and then you, what the how the format usually works is that the season ender. For season one and season two, there was some big cliffhanger thing, and then the very first episode in the following season always would answer that and kind of like wrap that up a little bit, kind of having a two-parter that you had to wait a year and a half to get. Mm. And that that like that's how season three started. It was wrapping up that two-parter, and then the the season or the the season opener ended with kind of like a bit of some foreshadowing what was supposedly supposed to happen at the end mm -hmm. uh which is one of the um like uh side characters bird person who was spoiler alert killed off at the end of season two mm -hmm. and then he came back as phoenix person as like some cyborg thing and he was gonna like get revenge on rick because he's now under control of that evil bitch tammy but this is let's let's go into the finale. We'll just jump off that. That's a good segue. Before, before we before we get to the finale, I just I don't remember what was the finale of season one. 
finale of season one was they froze time. I don't. I don't feel like I don't know if I saw that one. What happened in that? Um, they were like throwing a party, and then Beth and Jerry were coming back from vacation, and then Rick had to fix it, so he froze time. And it was something like that. I haven't seen that one in a while. I mean, I just, I watched the first, like, two seasons just um, on YouTube, on my phone, while in bed, while um, my girlfriend was sleeping next to me. <laughs> okay, so I got the synopsis right here. Um, Jerry and Beth participate in a reenactment of the Titanic, but the ship unexpectedly fails to sink. Jerry <sighs> spends some time alone with Lucy, a female janitor who eventually proves to be a dangerous fan of the movie, forcing him to imitate scenes with her at gunpoint. She almost rapes Jerry, but Beth saves him. Meanwhile, Rick is left in charge of Morty and Summer, but they have a large party with teenagers, aliens, alternate Ricks, and Abradolf Linsler. <laughs> <laughs> a DNA combination of Abradolf Hitler and Oh Abraham. my god, this show's ridiculous. I fucking love it. <laughs> this is such a good show. Um, I don't remember that one, but anyways. I don't remember the Titanic thing. Me neither. I remember but the it's party. because it's about Jerry. Yeah. Or we watched it in a different dimension. <laughs> All right, anyways. Mandela effect. Yeah. Oh God, I've talked a lot about that on this podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so this season finale. Uh, it sounds like you didn't like it. Oh, this. Okay, so let me clarify that. Okay, I was disappointed as it as a finale, mm-hmm. but as an episode, it was good. It was a really good episode. The president and like Rick. Uh, duke it out in this like all-out battle some of the best animation the show's ever seen and yeah. like it's, i love fucking the good choreographed fight scene don't yeah. get me started on that i was reading uh when the article i was reading about the little easter eggs there was a few in that there um i i there only was caught two, a, there was tupac's dead body oh i didn't see that i saw <laughs> there was a like a stage reenactment of the moon landing yeah, when yeah. they were in the white house basement and then there was like some mock like uh, 9-11, mm-hmm. like uh, diorama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there were, there were some pretty funny like small jokes there. I mean, you only would be able to catch that watching it a second time. Right. Um, but it was disappointing as a finale uh, because as I mentioned, the season opener like uh, kind of fore- foreshadowed this uh, Phoenix person or slash bird person coming back with Tammy to like attack Rick because uh, Rick kind of like fucked over this whole like galactic government system uh-huh. just to get back at Jerry over something. It's over some fucking petty shit. It's hilarious. But anyways, that's the only time you see them all season. The very first episode and really strongly indicates that there was going to be some like coming of it. And seeing as how it's an, a year and a half before the next uh, season starts typically that's usually the time frame uh-huh. that's a long time to wait i mean that would be fine for like a season finale cliffhanger but a season opener you think that's going to be like brought uh to fruition later on in the season yeah right and then on top of that there was also the citadel rick's episode so rick um uh, a common concept throughout the entire rick and morty series is that Rick always mentions how there's infinite amount of dimensions or universes that he can go into with infinite possibilities. And that's that's so cool. That's one of the reasons I love this show so much. So there's an infinite amount of Ricks and all these Ricks are, you know, they're all the smartest like mammals in the entire universe. So they uh, congregate within like a kind of a neutral universe and they have this 
this uh, station called the Citadel of Ricks. So there's a bunch of Ricks and a bunch of Mortys living within this whole city in space. And they kind of like govern the Ricks throughout all these other dimensions. Right. And Rick kind of just like fucked them over in the season opener. And like there was an episode where it was just focusing only on the Citadel. They even talk about our main Rick, which is C-137 Rick. Uh, that's that's who we followed throughout the entire series um so it was just focusing on the citadel and like how they're rebuilding and there's like a government uh, election and then it's usually always a rick who wins like the political spots but there's a morty running and then the morty ends up winning and this morty turns out to be evil morty from season one Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) like that's, that's a lot to explain with that but the evil Morty thing was a big twist at the end, and you thought for sure this was going to play into effect because not only was the Citadel thing, like the season opener, like where Rick destroys that Citadel, and uh, then there's Phoenix Person thrown in there, and then there was a follow-up episode halfway through the season about evil Morty. Actually, it wasn't even halfway through. It was the second-to-last episode before the finale. And nothing. The last episode did not touch on any of those things. And then it just kind of was just like what i mean it was a good episode but like what about all this other shit am i gonna have to wait another fucking year and a half for it right i wonder why they did that because it doesn't seem like a show that would just make some kind of glaring mistake like that you know so um i I have a theory all right let's hear it okay are we back up we're back up sorry guys uh i don't know what happened Something's wrong with my uh, interface, I think, but we will figure that out in a later date. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> it'll work out for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to that theory. So, there's a theory uh, passing around the interwebs right now that uh, would totally redeem the, the season finale, as, if they call it that. So, at the end of every Rick and Morty episode, there's a post credit scene. Mm-hmm. It's usually a joke, uh, but... For season finales, it's usually a little bit more of something, something. All right. La- um, last year's season finale, didn't it like tell you exactly when the next episode was going to be or something? Yeah. So uh, last season, there's a character called, this is actually the character's name, Mr. Poopy Butthole. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cuts to him like turning off the TV and like he goes like, ooh, wee, boy, our Rick is in some mess now. He's in some trouble. And then he like opens the door, orders some pizza, and then all of a sudden he starts rolling around on the ground and goes, ooh, wee, ooh, wee. It's very weird. <laughs> very weird. And then he says, it looks like we'll have to wait another year and a half, maybe more, until uh, we find out what happens next. And then what was crazy about that was that exactly one year, six months, and then just a little bit longer, so three days, was... The surprise airing of season three, mm-hmm. which aired on April 1st, April Fool's Day, 2017, caught everyone off guard, no announcement for it whatsoever, and it was it was a legendary moment in television, if you ask me. It blew everyone's mind that the show did, like, that wouldn't even tell you when it was going to come back, uh-huh. came back, and they... Technically, they did tell you. Right. They told you to the day, <laughs> pretty much. And that was the very first episode of Rick and Marty I saw was this year. Yeah, I remember I was at your house on April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. And I, I just saw on Twitter was blowing up. And I was like, holy shit, Rick and Morty just aired? And you're just like, what's well, Rick and Morty? I'm like, go, <laughs> you should watch it. We should. 
and the, I'm glad you like the show, man. Yeah, it's really it, good. It's uh, it's hard not to like. Um, but anyways, back to the the theory with the end of season three. So I don't think the end of season three that they say episode ten is the actual ending. I was just gonna say that because it there was another Mr. Poopy butthole scene at the end of the episode, and he pretty much he's saying like ooh wee. Next time you see me, I'll probably have a big old white Santa beard, right? Yeah. So a lot of people are speculating that on Christmas that they are going to release a Christmas special episode uh, that will dictate uh, what's going on with Phoenix Person, Tammy, Evil Morty, and pretty much it's a little uh, (laughs) out there, but you know that's what people—that's the dream. That's what people want. And if we get all that answered as a finale, man, Rick and Morty is solidifying its place as a legendary television show. And honestly, I really hope for it. I mean, it's already legendary in my book, but if they do that, it's undeniable what they can do. Right. Yeah. No, uh, that would be cool. I hope so. I mean, it would be really sad if I start watching the show and then I have to wait. Uh, I don't know how long is a realistic a long amount of time to wait for the show, but a year and a half, I guess, is the longest we have waited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but to wait longer than that, that would suck. Oh, yeah. I already... Oh, Summer, your first hiatus, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, the, the other things about this episode, there were some other things we they were cool. Um, <laughs> the, the line when they talked about Minecraft and how South Park already did this. Oh, yeah, that was actually <laughs> really cool. Did you actually, um, um, the day that aired, that episode aired? Yeah, I saw this. Was to the day of the Minecraft episode on South Park. Right, said, right. And they're, because they had a Minecraft joke in the last episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, they were just like, yeah, um, South Park did that like four years ago. Right. Like, and to the day of when Rick and Morty aired was the airing of the South right. Park Minecraft episode. And Morty's like, oh, geez, Rick, we're, <laughs> we must, are they, they're really fast. And, like or we're just slow and yeah that's that's true they are slow (laughs) and they know it um also in this episode we find out that rick is probably autistic (laughs) (laughs) yeah because he likes minecraft (laughs) yeah he's like is this is this uh is is this game like geared towards autistic children and more like oh why would you say that rick because i'm starting to like it (laughs) so yeah we got that little clue about his personality which makes sense that's also been associated with a higher intelligence so i mean this show is really deep i wouldn't be surprised yeah there's a lot of crazy theories um we didn't even talk about like the main thing of the episode with the president no whether or not beth's a clone oh yeah okay so in the previous episode um, it was focusing on Rick's daughter, Beth, who is the mother of Morty and the mother of Morty's sister, Summer, and the wife of Jerry, who is a spineless worm yeah. uh, father. <laughs> weak. And, and he's just weak. <laughs> it's a great way to describe it. The daughter him. of Rick. And oh, just, quick side note. Do yeah. you know that the Indianapolis Colts, a football team, their punter is named Rick Sanchez? No way. <laughs> <laughs> great name. Well, uh, yeah, that's Rick's um, last name is Sanchez. But anyways, last uh, episode before the finale, supposed finale, um, Beth uh, has some sort of 
existential crisis where she feels like she didn't ever fulfill her life. So Rick gives her this option and him being like this uh, pretty much sci-fi like tech guru thing he can answer uh, any, he can do pretty much anything he can clone he's people a, he's he, a god he can time travel he can ta- uh, travel in between dimensions uh he gives beth the options like uh of her to be able to fulfill her her potential and do whatever she wants to do anywhere in the universe and then she he said i can replace you with a clone of yourself with all your memories embedded and then Everything would be exactly the same, but you would be able to go do what you want. And I can replace you with someone who no one can tell the difference. And then it kind of just fades to black, ends the episode. And then you're kind of wondering, oh, what did what was her decision? Right. Because the next scene you see her in, she's just all like happy-go-lucky. Uh, and she's very happy about it being with her family and all that. And it seems a little suspicious, but maybe right. she just realized that she really loves her family. So in the following episode, uh, you you see Beth like start to question Rick. He's like, "Wait, am I a clone? Am I a clone?" Oh God! Right, because uh, Summer makes a comment that like, um, you don't you don't normally act like this or something. You seem oh yeah yeah. She usual. was like being a cool mom, letting right. Summer buy like slutty clothes or mm-hmm. something. Um, but yeah, so after Beth calls her dad and asks if she's Rick. a clone. Uh, yeah, her dad, Rick, uh, she is like, well, you would tell me I wasn't a clone, but if I'm starting to realize I am a clone, you're probably going to have to kill me because I would be like, yeah, a Rick says that clone. to her and says like, you, you're not just saying that you agree with this just because you know, if you become self-aware, you know, I'll have to kill you. Right. She's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> and then realizes. It's yeah. Strange. So, so they go into hiding and all that. And then Rick. How did Rick find them, find them that easily? That's well. I didn't okay, understand. so uh, there was just like a little joke um, that <laughs> it was like because uh, they hid out in like some cabin in the woods, uh-huh. and then Rick like was able to like somehow get a teleporter and get to there like instantly. Right. Like I mean, he teleports everywhere, but he knew where to teleport to. And then there's and like Jerry's like maybe we shouldn't have chose the same place we decided to hide last time. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like a quick little throwaway. Oh, another quick little throwaway, like little side subtle joke was because there was like the, the Minecraft jokes throughout the episode, Uh the portal that they use, which was a government portal, not his normal portal gun. uh, It was ignited by a lighter that like like someone just holds up to this giant thing and creates the and like ignites right. the portal to turn it on. That's how you turn on the portals in Minecraft. You, you oh take really? A, like a flint. <laughs> yeah, you take a piece of flint after you set up the obsidian stone, and then you create a little like portal into that can jump you into the Nether or to the normal world. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was so subtle, but it, it was totally intentional because the guy clearly holds up the lighter to it and turns it on. <laughs> it's like why else would they do that? Yeah, um, so season as a whole, uh, pretty good season, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. No matter how bad that finale was as a finale, it, every episode was uh, like so good. I'm not going to discredit those episodes. I mean, it feels a little hurtful that they didn't do like a proper finale for it, but every episode was good, every single one of them. Um, like, let, Let's roll through the, the episodes of season. Uh, the okay. Rick... Rick Shank Redemption, that was a season opener that aired on April 1st. Right. That was a great one. 
that was probably the best episode of Rick and Morty ever. Yeah, that was that's definitely the best in the season. Probably the best ever. I mean, it's the first one I saw, so I'm, of course I'm gonna be partial towards it. But uh, but if that's the first one you saw, jumping into the series, not knowing the characters, and you knew it was that good, right? It and says it, a lot. It was weird watching that one first, and then going back and watching them all. I'm like, oh, that's why that happened, or that's why they're digging up bodies in the backyard. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta watch uh, episode three because. Uh, they, okay, so the show doesn't have a consistent plot that carries over episode to episode, mm-hmm. but they have a consistent universe. Right. So they'll have like uh, throwbacks to like previous episodes here and there. And in the original universe that they start in is not the universe that the majority of the show takes place in. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, Rick Sanchez uh, and the Morty uh, that we we see are from C-137. But in episode like four or five of season one, Morty uh f- like like wants a girl the girl and the love potion one yeah right? the love potion one so he he asks Rick to design him a love potion so the girl he likes in high school will want to go to the dance with him. Well, it goes out of control and then eventually everyone loves falls in love with Morty and said not <laughs> just the girl he likes and so everyone's becoming zombies and wanting to like have sex with Morty. Right. And so they tried to neutralize it. Rick tries to neutralize it by putting praying mantis DNA in uh, like a, some counter formula and turns everyone to praying mantises instead. Uh, and so in order to uh, neutralize that, he comes up with this, some crazy formula that like involves some, a bunch of other animals, a bunch of other drugs and whatever, and turns them into these morphous blobs of like, I don't know. They look like muck from Pokemon, essentially. <laughs> and they're called Chromulons. And then they eventually just like, all right, well, fuck this universe. We're going to have to find another one of our infinite universes. So they, they just go into a universe where the Rick and Morty of that generation just like dies right there. Yeah. And yeah. they just take the rolls and bury the bodies in the backyard and no one knows better. So they left C-137, which is the name of the universe they originated from. Mm-hmm. And then they just moved into this new universe. And then they have been living in there ever since. The majority of the show has taken place in this unknown universe that we, right. we don't have a name for. We just know Rick as C-137 Rick. Yeah, yeah, no. That, that episode was like, that. when I saw that, I was like, wow, okay, I get everything now. They were so, it's crazy how consistent they are with that too because it seems like just, oh, okay, they're in the new universe, (laughs) haha. It's like, oh shit, wait, this is like the third or fourth time they're throwing, referencing this again? (laughs) Oh, wow, they're really serious about that. Yeah, so if there's one lesson for me watching that as my first episode, just even if Rick and Morty's on, don't wait, don't waste time trying to find the first episode. Just watch whatever one you see. You'll like it. Uh, other notable ones, everyone liked Pickle Rick. Not my favorite. Um, but... Pickle Rick was funny. It was kind of making fun of uh, uh, John Wick. Oh, kind of. I've never seen John Wick. Oh, you've never seen John Wick? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, I really liked Morty's mind, bender, mind, mind, mind blowers. blowers. Yeah, okay. So um, the, the season one and two, they kind of do like... Uh, Is that um, those TV show ones? Yeah, yeah. So that's the, the interdimensional cable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what a TV show does for like a clip show where they just throw a bunch of old clips right. together. Uh, this does something where it's original clips, original content, but it's just a bunch of uh, unrelated segments, just like uh, like Rick yeah. would erase from Morty's mind. Yeah, well, they, yeah, that's my, Morty's mind blowers. But interdimensional cable, uh, they just pretty much improv the way how they wrote them. They would get drunk. 
and <laughs> and just do vo- improv voiceovers and then do the animations for that. I don't mean to cut you off, George, but I think we're ending this segment. Um, Beer yeah. number three. Oh, time to move the on. The president grabbed me. Oh, man. If you want to go ahead and give your uh, uh, favorite episode this season, that's fine. No, 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 no. We just need another podcast for Rick and Morty. <laughs> right. Well, we have to wait a, a year or two, so... You know, don't remember or or, or or a couple months until Christmas. All right, well, God willing, on to politics. Let me give you this opener. Um, I I don't know if this is technically politics, but we're gonna call it politics. But your politics are always entertainment, anyways. It's just right. entertainment part two. <laughs> well, this is not entertainment, but um, uh, in Las Vegas on. Uh, it was Sunday night, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the, uh, it depends what type of person you are, if it's entertainment or not. <laughs> but, yes, <laughs> Las Vegas uh, has suffered an immense tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, at a some country music concert, I know Jason Aldean was playing, um, a shooter at the Mandolin Bay Hotel uh, open-fired on everyone in the crowd and killed, I think, right as of right now, 58 people and wounded, like, 500 people. Uh, and it's really, really weird and really crazy how this story is unfolding. Yeah. It's just, what the fuck? I mean, this is the biggest mass shooting in our country's history. Right. And it was at, like, like we don't know a motive at all. Or they haven't released the motive for whatever reason. Yeah, they have not found a motive. And, I don't know, this guy seemed just like some millionaire white guy that liked to gamble. Uh, so it's, it's strange. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some searching right now about it, but we're going to crack the case right here on split six. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. It's just, it's so, so fucked up. Uh, Steven Paddock was his name, (sighs) but who cares? We shouldn't be even talking about his name. The real big question is that this has sparked a debate about, uh, gun control and gun rights which is on the last episode me and you did talk about this and talk about how we both were for ownership of guns so I guess my question to you Jordan is has this made you rethink anything like that not at all um, you see people like Hillary Clinton come out about silencers it's like what it wasn't silencers that caused it um, I, I mean I've always been against fully automatic weapons which mm-hmm. I even mentioned last week Fully automatic weapons have no place in the public's hands whatsoever. All they are good for is killing other human beings in large quantities. There's right. no other purpose for it. You can't hunt with it. I mean, you shoot more than like the one bullet into a deer, it's considered bad. Like, I mean, it's it's unskillful to do and it ruins the meat. And it makes it harder yeah, to when you I clean mean, it. If we go into hunting itself. I mean, I'm definitely totally okay with hunting, but And then in terms of protection, it's like how many fucking people are invading your house where you need a fully automatic weapon? There's no justification for it whatsoever. So this guy had illegal weapons. He had the means to obtain these illegal weapons. Like you said, he's a millionaire. And mm-hmm. like the fact that he had a silencer didn't make, change a fucking thing. Honestly, have you seen the videos from it? Like people like recording it yeah. from their shaky cams? You can hear the shots coming in pretty much just as loud as you would for a normal one. Like a normal gun. It I mean, sounds so scary. Like I mean, you just see him. You just hear those shots ringing out, and you see Jace Aldean still singing, 
And like people, they think it's fireworks. They don't know what's going on. And then the second second round comes out, and he just runs off stage, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, yeah, man, it's fucking terrifying. Uh, I I mean, most people probably thought it was just some guy in the crowd, and so they're looking around them. They don't realize it's coming from a window. Right. And this guy's just like sniping them out, and people are just like kind of standing there. And it's like it's just like, bitch, run, run, get out of there. It was like a fucking horror film. It was ho- it was so so like hard to watch. I know, and it's 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 so. I think this is like just sparks a different even different kind of debate about gun control. Because I know when the shooting in France happened at the was it the Eagles concert? I don't I don't remember what concert it was. I don't, maybe that wasn't the uh-huh. Eagles. That doesn't sound right. But at a concert in France, where like I don't know how many people died, but. Well, that was like a that was an ISIS attack coordinated, and right. there was like. But I know our president people. tweeted out something where if if imagine if people there would have had guns, how how like successful that would have been, and you, know, you can see the argument there, even though it's very insensitive tweet and very inappropriate tweet at the time, but you can see the argument like, oh yeah, if people had guns there to take out the shooters, that makes sense. But then you get into a situation like this, where. Even if somebody at if that concert everyone had everyone in the concert was strapped, right. no one would have been able to stop it. Yeah, and if everyone at the hotel in the rooms next to him were strapped, you can't stop it. You probably could stop it a little bit quicker, but not really. I mean, you have to locate where the bolts are coming from, somehow break into the room, and not get shot yourself and stop this shooter. Uh, so this brings up the... Brings up... It's just it's so tough. It may, it definitely makes me think rethink my stance on gun control. Um, he did it with I think semi-automatic weapons, but he had no these, fully automatic. I think they were semi semi-automatic. No, but no, he no, bought no. rigs for no, them. no. Okay, so I heard a fully automatic. Uh, oh, so he bought rigs to modify them to be fully right, fully which automatic? are which are legal. Okay, because fully automatic are illegal. Just because but these rigs in are the illegal. video itself, he's you hear firing right, of yeah. a fully automatic rifle. Mm. But there's like these rigs. I I mean, from what I've would have heard and read, and I I always know like I don't I don't even know what I'm reading right now for politics. I don't know what's true and what's not in terms of what I see online. The only things I trust are the podcasts I listen to about it. But there is there's these attachments you can put on your gun that can make it make a semi-automatic turn into a fully automatic and yeah he had a bunch and the amount of guns he had in that room i think it was like over over 15 guns and yeah, he had, he had, he had spy like camera five thousand rounds of ammunition if right. not more that's a crazy amount and um i don't i don't understand and no one does why what made him do this or why? Like, if it feels like a psychotic break to me, like what else could explain someone setting that up? Because he, he he didn't just set it up but in a day. Why? Like, I'm it's a premeditated I, thing. You've seen like photos from the hotel room, and there's like a little piece of paper and pen on it. We don't know what it is, but it seems like it would be like a note. So it feels like they're withholding information from the public on this. Well, I mean, I I tend not to believe in um, conspiracy theories because but it's like they have to have some idea. They want to like they 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 always float something out there. Why would they withhold it now? 
that's exactly why are they withholding it if they if they why would they this is not a time for them to be withholding things um this is not a culture right now where they would withhold things they would attach to anything so that's why i don't think they are withholding anything like if they were holding something it's just something worthless you know i mean the press is against the president um Half the press is for the president, half the press is against it. Someone, if something's there, they're going to report it. Yeah, I, I mean, if it was something that would be like against the president, I think it would have come out. If it's something that would have been for the president, I feel like that would have come out. Right. It's, it's like, it's the the police that are in charge of like the the motive stuff that's that would be coming out from there. I mean, maybe someone is very politically influenced and they want to influence the the political spectrum by withholding the information but i don't know i it, it's got to be something that that's just really out there man i mean why don't they have any idea all right so this is from abc news by morgan windsor and julia jacobo um, but this is what they say is the latest on the Las Vegas shooting. So I'm just going to read their bullet points here. Um, there is evidence the gunman, Stephen Paddock, planned to escape Clark County Sheriff Joseph Lombardo said. At least 59 people, including the shooter, died after Sunday night's attack at a Las Vegas music festival. So 58 people and one evil person. The motive remains unknown, but the city's police chief said the assault was obviously premeditated. Paddock was seen gambling for eight hours straight on the night before the shooting. Paddock reportedly had been stockpiling firearms since 1982 and purchased 33 guns in the past year. Okay. Something about that tells me that that needs to be some kind of a red flag. Yeah. He purchased 33 guns in a year. That's that's kind of... that. Well, that's not kind of... That's super messed up. You never need 33 guns. The only, thing, only reason I can ever think that that's a scenario is if you're like a noted gun collector and you know i i can get that um i think collectors of guns probably aren't going to go out and do mass mass murders like this but but those are you all can know you can tell. obtain 33 guns i mean can't, can't i can see there being a cap placed on it right but really does that make a difference i mean if he had 15 guns he could have done the same damage Exactly. I mean, he did the he, same he had, damage he, with 15 guns right. exactly. He could have done it with one gun. Like he could have done it all with one gun. He could have just like you know reloaded. reloaded oh, so this reloaded. is the next thing. Authorities said they have recovered 47 firearms so far from three locations connected to Paddock. Paddock's girlfriend returned to the U.S. from the Philippines will be questioned by the FBI this afternoon. Paddock may have visited several music festivals in the Las Vegas area. Investigators said. Um. Okay. So. It still just doesn't make sense on why, why, what the motive is for this guy. Like, all right, so we're looking at a picture right now. You got this on your screen, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at a picture right now of uh, the Mandalay Bay Hotel and where the concert viewing is. And it just more confirms that there is no way anyone could have stopped this with no a gun. way oh my god i thought he was way closer than that no he is so far away he is uh a, a thousand, thousand feet, feet with like specialized weapons so he he fucking had like like eight times scopes on his on his shit and he's just like sniping people out at full auto yeah i mean it's a miracle that 
more people didn't die and i can't believe that oh well i guess that makes sense i was wondering i was wondering why like i mean this is might be a morbid thought but i was wondering why jason aldean wasn't shot but as you can see here the stage kind of is the faces the back of where the hotel was um this is a weird question why are there two two different windows blown out that appear to be like t 10 rooms across from each other Mm. Like there's no that. way there's no way those rooms connect. Maybe yeah, click more, see if it explains why there's two windows busted out. Well he had a camera mounted in the room to check. Twenty three guns he brought. You know, some people are like wondering why like oh, this actually this thing just this kind of weirds me out a little bit about this window thing. So what's what's what we're looking at is there's two windows like blown out, shot out at the hotel, but they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten rooms apart from each other, and I, that doesn't make much sense to me, unless someone shot back up at him and it broke the window. But I mean, I don't know. I probably should read into that. I don't want to. I don't want to theorize a two shooter possibility or anything, but. I mean, that would have already been said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> the two windows, ten rooms apart, blown out. Hmm, maybe there's a second guy. Right. Yeah, we, we would have heard that. It, so far, it, it's only been announced in the Oh, these are the, these are the pictures of the room, huh? Yeah. It was just like... Well, this guy was rich, so it makes sense why how he can have all this stuff. There's a lot of guns. It's just, you know, I don't know. It's really crazy. He had a girlfriend, too, and who apparently knew nothing. I I heard uh, his brother talk, and he says it's just like an, an asteroid hit. Like, he has no no reason to do this. Like, or he had no uh, thing, and he knew him for, 50, for 57 years. It's a fucking JFK assassination all over again. Right, but more than one person died. Oh god, in the era of Alex Jones, this is fucking gonna eat so much fucking That's the thing, like there's already a bunch of like I mean I'm I guess fake news. I don't wanna call it fake news because that's what our president calls real news, but like not true things that are being passed around, like pushing the pushing a narrative this was an Islamic attack when there's as of yet no information. I'm not saying it wasn't, but uh, no real information and even if like this guy somehow had ties to ISIS he didn't for a while and something it's 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 more than it's more than whatever he whatever reason he was doing this it's more than that it's it, it's it's a really big it should be a big conversation about mental health and where we are with that in a society like well I've been uh listening to and as you all know, I am a podcast addict. Yes. I listen to podcasts every day of my life. Same here. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts lately. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to think it's not always a mental issue for these serial killer types. Like, I mean, psychopathy, sociopathies. Well, sociopath doesn't really associate with violence, but... Like psychopaths, they're not always psychopaths. 
there's just some weird reasoning behind it sometimes. And you will want to justify it as a mental disorder because it like if we put a label on it as humans, it helps us feel like we understand it more, mm-hmm. even though we have no clue or any we're not any closer to understanding the issue. So maybe it's I don't know, man. It, it like I've been listening to these maybe for like a couple weeks now. I never realized how addicted true crime shit can be. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm starting to like be like, what if we were just putting this mental disorder on things and people are really that fucked up and that evil? Well, I mean, I think every circumstance is different. But this one, just from what we know from it, I guess we don't know the history of Paddock's past. No, we don't. Um, we, we have no idea for a motive that, at all. Though. The fact that we don't know anything, it doesn't have any run-ins with the cops or like no no suspicions against them other than this, makes it feel more like a psychotic snap than it would like a serial killer that's been killing people all the time. Like you know, you know what I mean? There's like gotta in, be something, man. I mean, drugs could be involved. I mean, like maybe he lost. He said he was gambling. Maybe he lost everything and planned on doing that. Like if, yeah, that's he, if he lost everything, then he would just go all fo- fucking that is, psycho. If that's the case, and that is something that counseling could have averted, if it was more socially acceptable. What was that day? I don't know if right, any, but it's not. Any, you can't no, just like, any kind of counseling can revert you from that state. If in you're a, someone, if you're someone that's prone to do that, some kind of counseling earlier well, in life. But he wasn't prone you. to do it. He wasn't prone. Right, but like... There's nothing you really could have done. That's essentially what the story is. There is never something that could happen to me that's that bad that could make me do something like that. Like, even if I think of the worst possible thing in the world happening to me, there's nothing that can make me do something like that. Nothing that can make you do something like that. Nothing that can make anyone we know, as far as we know, do something like that. Um, Yeah, we're all too poor. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Fucking one percenters, man. <laughs> Fucking one percenters, they they get everything. But I don't. I don't think like I, what I want to say is keep your guns. I don't care. Get rid of these automatic ones and get rid of these things that can turn semi-automatic ones into automatic ones. Uh, whatever. Um, I mean, what are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? I I'm gonna into. I think I think the majority of the problems in the United States can be solved by doing two things, and doubling the it's it's doubling the pay that we pay to teachers, also making all all schools public, um, and doubling the pay we pay to police officers. Detroit police officer, a beat cop makes fifteen dollars an hour. Imagine imagine if if every police officer in the country made double and. It would, and it's not just about the police officers that are there. It's about the people, the different kinds of people that would go into that work and Retrain the, the amount of more, more competition it would the, take. The whole get. brothers in blue thing where they always look out for each other no matter what they mm-hmm. did. Complete horseshit, man. I mean, $15 an hour. You can get a job at Walmart working $15 an hour. And you're not throwing your life right. on the line every day in Detroit. $15 exactly. an hour is the average pay. Or the, at least a starting pay mm. for a beat cop, right? That's what I'm saying. If you pay, if you pay these people more, the people that are probably the most vital to our society is in teachers and cops, which I think it may, it's definitely arguable. But I mean, 
if you pay them like how you pay doctors or you pay them like how you pay pay lawyers or maybe we take then, our, then our military smartest- funding and actually put a maybe one percent of what we put in our <laughs> military funding into uh, like our police force and then another one percent maybe probably two percent into our infrastructure yeah i mean I do mean, you really need a military if you have a nuclear bomb no you don't really you I, got that I, threat I mean, of mutual destruction no one's gonna fuck with you and you're not gonna fuck with anybody yeah just I, keep maybe spend half the amount you do on soldiers and shit on nuclear bombs and you know have like a shit ton giant stockpile that you're never going to use because no one's ever going to attack you because you'll wipe them off the face of the earth yeah i mean like think about how much money we put into our military you know in europe they in their their paychecks your taxes the part that your tax there's a breakdown portion of what percentage goes into what branch of government what areas Mm -hmm. that that your money is going to which is great Mm -hmm. if we had it we would just have one giant fucking field of military and then these small little areas like healthcare, this, that, right. public roads, teachers, public education, firefighters, right. police officers, just, and the, the little speckle right there. And then this huge bar of military spending. You know what the biggest uh, uh, naval force in the world is uh, navy seals obviously right mm-hmm. uh the second largest is the u.s air force third largest is the u.s army fourth largest is like the marine we're we're like the top like six spots for the largest naval force in the world right. and it's so unnecessary because we're not going to have some kind of global conflict that doesn't not in this day and age that doesn't involve nuclear weapons and that just ends ends reign when you have nuclear weapons like this is another thing that i want to talk about again tonight like we have been talking about is north korea situation and how these nukes can be like i've had people tell me that there's nothing north korea can do to us you know we'll just shoot the missiles down or what no okay so north korea can do way more outside of nukes to us that we can't prevent um there is uh, no even we can't prevent these nukes they, I, they I have mean, an estimated it, 10 to 60 nukes we have a and by nukes they have nuclear wars they can attach to icbms which are interconnect intercontinental ballistic missiles which shoot up into the uh uh space and break apart and come back down and we have these missiles that are meant to like shoot at them to like you know it's to blow them up before they hit us but it's like shooting a bullet with another bullet and out of since we've only we haven't tested them i, I don't know how long but it since we've had it like 10 times 18 times since 1982 or 1992 mm-hmm. and we were only successful 10 out of 18 times so if they have if north korea truly has let's say low case 10 nuclear bombs they launch them all at once and they launch decoys because they're not idiots. They're going to know what to do. There is a very great chance that half of, at least at least half of those nukes hit us, devastate our country, and could globally, it, it could just ruin us and collapse the United States. And, you know, we're obviously going to nuke them back because that's what's just going to happen. 
but that can also cause tensions with Russia and China and create create a a vacuum in the United States that allows them to take over the economic world because I mean taking over the world is not really a thing anymore but so money that's 100% true but what's even scarier they don't need nukes to cause that kind of disaster they use chemical warfare just as easily that's true you know um Kim Jong-un's half brother who was yeah. assassinated mm-hmm. what's his name Google his name right now it's like Kim Jong's son I know he was killed by Kim Jong-un or ill wait which one was that Un. It would have been Un because it was last year. Um, yeah, Kim Jong-un's brother's death. What's his name? Uh, Kim Jong-nam. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was kind of like an embarrassment to the family. And so they just kind of figured they want to get rid of him. So he was assassinated, if you're not familiar with the story. He was in the airport... And these two girls who were just like, hey, oh, hey, hey, how about you want to do this? You like sign up this waiver or fill out this survey for us. And as he's filling it out, they squirt him with a water gun. They all start laughing. And it's like, ha, ah, you've been pranked. You're on some game show whatsoever. And then about like three hours later, he dies. Because what the water they sprayed these girls sprayed him with was some highly super toxic chemical that is actually... Under the Geneva Connection Convention, considered a war crime to use this type of chemical at all. And he died from it very quickly. And this essentially was a power move by the Korean government to say, like, hey, we have this chemical. We're not afraid to use it. We fucking killed our god emperor's, like, half-brother with it. We don't give a shit. And that's just how North Korea operates. They operate based off of like fear and like making bold statements. Right. Because I mean that's that's how they work internally and externally. Yeah, the only the only thing that gives me like I don't reason to not be afraid is because they know if they do anything, they are going to die. It's gonna be a suicide mission. Um, so I like to think that they're not that crazy and this is just all talk. So they don't get... Because they think that Donald Trump's going to invade them or something. So they don't get invaded by having these nuclear weapons. And that's why anyone has nuclear weapons. Is to deter people from invading them and let people do what they fucking want to do. You know, Kim Jong wants to be king of the land. And because of that, his people suffer greatly. And it's a big humanitarian issue. But it's one that I don't think it's responsible for the world to solve. Because it could end to global destruction. And I don't know. Sometimes with the with the way things are now, that might seem a little necessary. But yeah, I mean that that's the whole purpose of the nuclear weapon thing. The whole argument right. behind it. So I don't really give a shit if Iran gets nuclear weapons. Like they're not going to use them. They're not idiots. No one's going to use these nuclear weapons unless they're well. I guess unless their leader is a Donald Trump and who thinks they can invade whatever. And in order to launch a nuclear weapon, all you need is the order from the president. There are zero checks and balances on that. He just has to say he wants one dropped. No one can question him. They can maybe advise him not to, but he just can say, go ahead. 
Legally, it's like, it's they like the have ma- to abide to it. Legally, they have to abide to it. Right. Um, but I mean, we need. We but I, who's going to stop those people? I really, really, really hope there is a Jamie Lannister in like the president's close circle. <laughs> we need. Man. We need a president slayer. We, <laughs> <laughs> if something like that had burned them all. And just we need someone to stab him in the back. <laughs> oh my God! Are you saying George R. R. Martin predicts American politics? It might be happening. <laughs> and then all these really? nuclear bombs go off, and then like magic just exists now because <laughs> of radiation. <laughs> like X Men was right. We have Kim Jong Un riding a dragon <laughs> coming over New York City and torching it down. <laughs> Oh, we're cool. the fucking White Walkers, dude. We're the bad guys. Yeah, in this we eventually story. will be. <laughs> you know that we're we're gonna be the White Walkers that come over the wall to Mexico and terrorize all the Mexicans. Dude, just imagine all twenty years from now when we survive all this. If we survive all this, there's gonna be some fucking great movie about this. Some great TV show. Right. So I mean, like Donald Trump alone is just a character, but every single day. There's like an entire season's worth of content every single I know. week. That's why at we least. can. St- that's why the politics section is the easiest section to talk about on this podcast because yeah. it's just a constant. Sp- like <laughs> uh, something happened immediately after we did the podcast last week. I forget what because it's been the so shooting? long. The shooting pretty much happened. I thought it happened on this Monday. Oh, okay. Well, something happened. I like- thought it happened on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, right. But in the middle of the night. Yeah. But something happened immediately after we finished the podcast last week on Wednesday. I just forgot what it was because so much shit happened. I mean, this Puerto Rico shit that's been going on. Um, Did you see the video of Donald Trump down in Puerto shoot, Rico? Donald Trump shooting baskets or the one of him? The paper towels. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Here's your paper towel. He's just here's like shooting him towel. like a basketball here's out to people. Towel. Like he's like a shirt girl go. at a basketball game. It, it's so fucking pathetic. What and the you know, fuck is a paper towel going to fucking do? It's you know, And then like the first two like, people are like, yeah, yeah, paper towels. And they're kind of like into it. And then after the third, he keeps doing it. It's just like people are like stone face cold. And they're just like, is this guy fucking for real? He's throwing paper towels at us? He hates poor people, man. He does. He just does. Has no connection. Every complaint that they had about Hillary Clinton, about being this disconnected politician, Donald Trump embodies that times ten. Everything right. that they dislike about Hillary Clinton, like even the email servers, like you can't make this shit up, dude. I know it's insane, and even when he's. <laughs> And I, and I don't think he means some of the things he says, but he still says when he's the president. But even when he was in Puerto Rico saying, like, imagine if you guys had an actual catastrophe like Katrina, which, yeah, Katrina had more deaths. But, you know, did you see that one? Yeah. No, I saw it. And, but, I mean, Puerto Rico's deaths aren't even all in yet, and you can't just be going off comparing something like that to it it makes people feel small and it makes them feel like they aren't citizens and like you don't care about them and everyone's justfully thinking that because of your policies and this is all all like we're running out of time but there's also a new tax budget that's going to give plenty of cuts to the rich billionaires even though he says he's not going to benefit he is going to benefit from this kind of tax legislation that they're trying to impose and it sucks that all this stuff is distracting us from it and I'm not saying it's correlated or caused by it, but it's 
just happening at the same time. It's fucking disgusting. It's disgusting. It's so obvious. It's so blatant. I mean, he's got the 30% of American voters die hard for him. Yeah, and if he imagine if he re- wins a re-election and no, just how bad. I want to say it doesn't. It's not going to happen. That will ascend, if Donald <laughs> Trump wins happen. a re-election, that will essentially neuter me, and I will not have kids. I promise you that. Yeah. Um, but we are running out of time, everybody. Um, on that note, Nick is planning on cutting off his balls. We have yep. it on record. I will cut off my balls in four years if Donald Trump is reelected. So in that case, get out there, register to vote, and vote, especially in 2018 when we have these uh, elections coming up from the House and Senate. We need to switch that back to the Democrats. Um, and if you're a Republican, you want to come on and defend yourself, go ahead. I would love to have you on. Um, yes. I'm Nick Wagella. This is Jordan Lang. Uh, please follow the Split Six podcast. On Facebook, subscribe to us on iTunes or Podcast Addict or anywhere you get your podcast besides Stitcher. Rate us five stars. Um, follow us. Follow me on Twitter at Amogella. Jordan, you on Twitter? Nope. Don't follow Jordan on Twitter because it'll be a waste of time. You won't be able to find him, and there's probably plenty of other Jordan. Oh, you'll find you, you'll find me. Just, Jordan, I don't go on. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been great having you on these last two weeks. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future. Um, probably see you this weekend. Oh, maybe uh, not. You're gone, right? No, yeah, I'm out of town this weekend. Well, in that case, bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.